In its quest to provide an open forum for discussion of controversial issues, this station allows hosts and their guests to express themselves without any significant censorship. You are advised that any view expressed by the host or their guest are not necessarily the views of the owners or management of Toginet Radio, Togi Entertainment, or the Owners Group, Inc. on a journey into the unknown, the unexplained, and the unbelievable. We will test your senses and challenge your beliefs. A world where science and religion clash. Or do they? You will meet real people and hear real stories, but you will not believe. You will witness strange sights and hear strange sounds, but you will not believe. This is the New England Ghost Project. Welcome to the everyone and welcome to another edition of Ghost Chronicles on TojiNet, Pararex, and beyond. I am Ron Kolick, your host, the gatekeeper to the realm of the unknown, the unexplained, and the unbelievable New England's own Van Helsink. And with me, as usual, my co-host, the ghost finder general himself, psychic investigator, ghost tour duty guy, and medium <laughs> and all that stuff, Mr. Richard Felix. Good evening and good afternoon to you. I'm not a medium. I'm definitely not a medium, mate. You just might not know it, that's all. Oh, listen, I've told you before, I'm a psychic brick. I I don't see dead people. I don't talk to dead people. I I believe in it, but I don't, I'm not, I'm not one of them, I'm afraid. Not yet. Richard, let let me tell you a story. When I first started uh, the Ghost Project uh, years and years and years ago, yeah. That's what I used to call myself, the psychic brick. But, uh, really? Oh, yeah, exactly. That's <laughs> funny. That was my exact That's what words. That yeah. was my exact words. But you know what? If you do investigating long enough, stuff happens. Yeah. Let's put it that way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, I, cu- I couldn't agree more. And I'll tell you something. Although I, I, mean, I said it so often, and I say it to people, you know, I am not psychic. I am not a medium. And I also used to say I'm not, I'm not sensitive. I'm not a sensitive. But I am certainly a, as as the years go on, becoming sensitive to the subject. And that's, you understand where I'm coming from? Yeah, and so when I, as the, as the historian, as I was branded um, on, on, on Most Haunted, um, I, I've done the research into, into the, who I believe it could be that may well haunt the place. And so when I'm there, you know, table tilting, finger on the glass, Ouija board, those sort of things... When things start to happen, I'm the one that gets so excited because I, I've already researched and I think I probably know who, I'm to, who we're talking to because of the circumstances. Because I, 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 seem, I think I know that it's, you know, Mary so-and-so that committed suicide in 1780 so-and-so because I've, I've, I've already researched her. Um, so, you know, what I've said is probably not quite true. I am sensitive to the subject, which is slightly different. I well, think. you, you know you. what, Rich? You brought something up. You mentioned uh, glass twirling, and yeah. you know, you know, I love that. I think it's a lot of fun. I don't, you know, oh, I, so do it, I. It, it really is. A, you know, a lot of people, and I mean, a lot of people really don't like it. Uh, especially, really? Especially mediums. Uh, mediums oh. in, the, in the United States think it's a power trick, and they absolutely hate it. 
Oh, I say, well, I mean, it is, when I say a, tri a trick, when you say a trick, I don't believe it. I mean, power, absolutely. Energy, yeah. What are we all? We're all energy. Uh, and, and you can't destroy energy. And anybody, when they've died, um, their, their energy cannot be destroyed. Its state can be altered, as any scientist will tell you, but you cannot destroy energy. So it goes, it goes somewhere else. Um, how? I don't know. I mean, you, I presume you know this one, that, that everybody that dies loses 21 grams of weight. Well, yeah. Uh, come on, what's that? Wait a minute, do you know who proved that? No. Aha! Uh -huh. It was an Go American. On, not you. A yank. A yank. Well, of course it would be. Because you're doing more Mac research than we are. By the main name of McDougal, a hundred years ago. No. Yes. Not he McDougal's from, flower. From Haverhill, Massachusetts. No, 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 no. And, and he, he actually proved that this is true, that we, you know, we do lose 21 grams. Well, you or know, it's 100-year-old research, so... Oh, boy. But you see, the thing is that, that we, uh, our, our thoughts have uh, frequencies, yeah. and frequencies have weight, mm -hmm. which means that, you know, that, that means that we can actually physically cause things to move, which is where I believe the poltergeist business well, comes I mean, in from. You, you, know and I, you know and I know there's so much in the paranormal we don't know about. In fact, yeah. there's, there's a new book that's coming out, and the title of my, my chapter in the book, it's written about me, it's called... Um, you think you know everything, but you don't. <laughs> oh, are you joking? So is that true? Yes, it is. So speaking, about, this? so speaking about that, we have a great guest on the line, because you and I have discussed this subject, yeah, subject, subject a lot. And yeah. are there ghosts underwater? Well, there's got to be. And we'll find out, because we have a guy that actually has the underwater paranormal group. So oh, this is we, awesome. Well, why don't we bring him on the line? Bring him on! Lee, are you there? Yeah, I'm here. Hello, everybody. All right. Hi. You, you got a Hi. lot of skeptics here, because we're not sure of this whole paranormal underwater thing. So, first of all, introduce yourself, because nobody knows you better than you. I always say <laughs> that. <laughs> okay, my name is Lee Ehrlich. I'm the CEO of Ghost Pros Paranormal Incorporated, which is one of the nation's largest, if not the largest, um, paranormal corporation uh, involved in the type of research we're involved in both land and sea. I'm also the CEO of the, the franchise Paranormal Divers, which is the aqueous offshoot of our terrestrial, you know, terrestrial company, so to speak. Essentially, what we do is we, we take a very, very, I wouldn't say unique, but, but, but we take a, a business-like approach to to researching and experiencing paranormal phenomena, where um, being corporate, we're not we're not a group, we're not a club. This is a it's a, a there's been so much money spent on this. It's, it's hundreds of thousands of dollars. I can't tell you what's invested in this, but it's a it's a crazy corporation. And because of that, we have the resources and and you know people on board that that can really get to the bottom of the things we try to uncover. So. What we do, in a nutshell, without without going too far into it, is we we dispel all of the the myths and BS surrounding everyone's beliefs, and we just go for the facts. <laughs> we're kind of like kind of like we're kind of like the Joe Friday of paranormal. What what like what I will say to you, for example, is, 
And I, and I, I really think it's sort of uh, it's refreshing. It's, it's, always, it's the way you'd start off a friendship, for example, uh, objectively. I would say, we know that there's some type of unusual phenomena occurring here. You know, we can agree that it's, it's unusual. We don't, we don't label it. We don't know where it came from. We just know that it's, it's being deemed unusual. I'll say, what do you say we give it a shake and see if we can experience that unusual phenomena also? And then when we walk away, we can say, yes, we did experience something unusual, or no, we did not. And knowing okay. that, you know, knowing that none of us in the world know what this is all about anyhow, mm, yeah. just leave it at that. It's completely objective. Yes, it was weird, and no, I don't know what caused it. And so, I think that's about as, that's about as, as, as you know, truthful and factual as you can possibly be. So, so you don't draw conclusions, basically. Abs- you, can't, you can't draw conclusions. I, I'll give you, you know, I, I can tell you one thing that, that can, can answer any questions you guys will have about any of that. And that is, like, I'll just give one small analogy, because I'm, I'm big on analogies. For example, someone will call us or call any organization in the world and say, we have a ghost at our house, and it's grandma. And I'll say, you know, how many times have you heard that? We got a ghost in it's yep. so-and-so. Yep. And then my answer will be, okay, well, you know, first of all, pleased to meet you. And I'll say, and uh, just, just for, for uh, you know, for argument's sake, please tell me why it's grandma. And they'll say, well, I saw grandma's apparition a few years ago. And then recently the closet door started opening. And yesterday we heard noises in the bedroom. And my answer will be, well, well please tell me that. Aside from the fact that the apparition, the sounds, and the movement were all unusual, what thread of commonality is there between all three that makes you think the noises and movement were caused by grandma, other than the fact that you think grandma had something to do with it? So my analogy being movement, you know, you can have movement in a house, sound in the house, voice in the house, apparitions in the house, and there's no tangible link between all of them other than the fact that they're all unusual. Correct. And be, because of that, for example, then it, it's a, akin to someone saying, for example, calling in an exterminator and saying, I heard a sound outside, something rooting around in my flower bed, and it was a raccoon. And then the <laughs> exterminator would say, well, why do you think it's a raccoon? And then they would say, well, I saw a raccoon out there last year. But the truth is, it could be an opossum, it could be a skunk, it could be a rabbit. So everyone, I think, globally just assumes that all of these phenomena are linked. And Absolutely. when we assume that, we fly right off the track. Hmm. Because Sometimes it can be wishful thinking. Absolutely, yes, you sir. Know, they and, want it to be grandma. Richard, exactly. And you're, they want it to be grandma, and there hmm. lies the rub. Your objectivity hmm. soars out the window... And everyone is assuming the voice they heard has something to do with the apparition, the apparition, the voice, the cupboards, etc. But in reality, unless it's so specific, for example, unless a voice comes out and says, "My name is Bob," and I, you know, yeah. then, yeah. you know, and then you see Bob standing there, you know, holding a drink in his hand, waving at you. All right, well, yeah. you know, it's Bob. Okay, yeah. but but what? Maybe. There, there are subsets of, of, of um, energy type of form. You know, I don't even know what to call them. Let's say there are just subsets of, of, of things that create phenomena. 
Maybe there's a world of things we can't see that make noise. Maybe there are those that move things. Maybe there are those that like to open cupboards. They could all be different. So that's our belief. No, just the facts, no BS, you know, see it and I'll believe it, that kind of stuff. In other words, everything that happens uh, that we don't understand from something falling off the mantelpiece to raps and taps and bangs and bumps and things walking through the wall, we brand them as a G-H-O-S-T, a ghost, because we don't understand it. That's what we we do. We we, we use a medieval word that, that, that means terror. Absolutely. Uh, we, we lump them into a slurry that, that is so generic that it's actually, in some ways, it, it's actually a defamation of the character of whatever it is. It, it, absolutely I mean? right. In fact, ghosts have had a very bad press over the last 2,000 years. <laughs> well, they have. They have. You know, people say to me all the time, gosh, aren't you ever scared? You know how you hear that. You know, you guys are investigators. You hear that. Aren't you scared? And my answer is, well, wait a minute. You know, it's not, this isn't, you know, the pots and pans aren't flying around with a rocking horse every time you walk in the door. I said, <laughs> you know, I said, sometimes it's something as subtle as, as, as movement that's almost indiscernible unless it was on time release. Yeah. You know, you don't, I said, this isn't like always so overt where, you know, it's not Ghostbusters. Exactly. And, you know, and, and it isn't. And, and, and like I said, that's why, like with Undersea, you, it is so refreshing. It well, is so before, before we move on to the undersea, let's let me throw this out here. Now, most doctors and a lot of automobile mechanics too use the same analogy in that uh, they have experience, and by using their experience, they can tell what a problem is. For instance, if there's a, a noise that goes like this and a and a belt is not working, or a thing is like that, then it must be the alternator in the car. And the same with this, uh, a doctor. If you've got a fever and you've got a sore throat, and da 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 da, uh, it must be the flu. Absolutely. So you can uh, deduce that there is a problem, or perhaps a ghost, by certain symptoms uh, involved in a situation. Oh, well, Ron, absolutely. And I can tell you as a, as a, a medical school trained clinician, I, you know, I, I was in the field for, for a decade and a half, and I can tell you, you know, you've got a differential diagnosis. So as a, as a clinician or a scientist or, an, or, or, or anyone, anyone looking for the truth, you know, you, 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 there are earmarks and certain, certain common denominators that lead you in a direction. And, and of course, being an investigator um, who's, who's done this for 30 years, you know, I've seen, you know, you have subsets. You have this kind of thing that does, you know, this acts this way, this does this, this does this. It fits into a subcategory. And, you know, you can, you can subcategorize to a degree, of course, but then, of course, the actual, what is it really? Right. That's always a big question. Yeah, but, yeah, you got to, like, for example, you got something that tosses stuff around the room. You know, you got something that slowly moves it. You got something that kicks you in the balls. I mean, they're all different things. Yeah, but the, the the thing is, for for me, sort of, not, not, let's be honest about it. Why why should a here we go again? Ghost, G H O S T. Why should that make any difference? Because remember, this was once a human being. Why should it make any different noises or make any different movements to what a what a a live human being should do? Um, because they were once alive, and so surely they should be able to do 
similar thing. The only noise that I would imagine that a ghost should make that would make you think it was a ghost would be... Yeah. <laughs> Something like but, that. But Richard, <laughs> as a, in, all, in, in, in all due respect, to even assume that it has anything at all to do with human essence or, or, or leftover human life is a gigantic assumption. You know, that's, that's where, you know we're, we're starting to intermingle belief and faith and unknowns that are, are unproven. And the problem is, is that, you know, we're so, we're so faith and belief generated that it, the assumption that everyone dies, everyone goes somewhere else, and, and our need to have that belief, other than the fact that we just rot in the ground and go nowhere, would be unconscionable. unconscionable. So, so everyone assumes a ghost is a human spirit. But there is no proof it's a human spirit. And, and, and none so, at all. None at all, exactly. So, so therefore, you've got... Like, when people start talking to me, like, like, you know, there's this latest trend where you've got these armchair psychics where everyone in these ramshackle ghost groups is running around, and they're having impressions. You know, they're, they're feeling a ghost. They're seeing a ghost. They're, they're, they're having a vision of a ghost. But the truth of the matter is they're imagining they're thinking it up, and, and all of them are, are spirit-based. It's a spirit. It's a, it's a, it's a present. Yeah, but it, mm. it, it's, no, it is, it is, it's an, you can almost put like an X, like an equation. It's X. There is yeah. no, you know, you know, you know it's, yeah. it's a null set. You know there's something there, but it's not necessarily a spirit. I almost want to take, you know, I'll tell you. I almost want to have like a plastic wiffle ball bat, you know those things like kids use, and they yep. almost want to bring it in on investigations and whack people when they start making these <laughs> you know, like yeah. the, you know the, the bat of reason is what I want to call it. It's like yeah. it's like forget about what your parents told you or you learned in parochial school, forget about it, yeah. okay, yeah. until uh, it um, jumps out and says, "I am Judeo Christian and I'm your spirit." <laughs> yeah. We have no, there's no link. Yeah, and the problem is, you see, with most ghost. TV programs that that because because we want the scare factor and because we want to see ghosts, then unfortunately most of them provide them for us every week on the telly. Oh. oh, well, tell me something. Now I know you guys are, of course, in different in different geographic areas than me. Just and a I bit. Can tell you, like you guys, like like, and I can tell you this: I've been noticing that a lot of investigators throughout the nation here in the United States yeah. are dealing with and getting calls about things that actually don't seem like ghosts. Now, do you guys, before I tell you about this, have you guys been getting these calls too? Um, I think I may have. I don't know about you, Ron. Okay, well, well, here's what's happening. And this is very unusual. We're getting calls um, in the dozens, perhaps hundreds, from people unrelated across the country telling the same similar story. Very unusual, right? Yes. That story is that their people are coming home, coming they're, they're either being in they're either in their house or out and about around their home, and they're seeing something that looks like a man or figures like a man that's all black or shadow form, either standing in their yard or their home, and it moves with purpose. And 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 it, in conjunction with this, they're saying that there is a, a degree of undue stress and or tension in the home that developed, and that they, at night when they sleep, they're seeing this shadow move around, and they're, they're quite frightened by it. 
of course. Now, now, of course, then you get people where they start making these god awful assumptions of demons and shapeshifters. Uh, you know, you know, you know. What I mean, it's all yeah. that crap. Okay, but thank you. Well but, done. Exactly, but but this is definitely a phenomena, and let's just call it like it's like an like an X. Okay, let's call it a phenomena. Yeah. It's it's a repeatable, recurring phenomena. That is, that's it's not a mania because these people are not they're not involved with one another. They have no reason to tell the same story. That is, there's so much commonality to it that it can't be denied or ignored. But it doesn't seem to be a ghost in the technical term of someone's spirit. It's like mm-hmm. this kind of a thing out there. It's, it's almost yeah. brings back brings the creep factor back. Yeah, into dark, scary thing. It almost makes this fun again. Yes. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yes. It, it really, you know what I'm saying? It, 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 it really does. And so, of course, you see everybody in the world running around on TV with an EMF detector in one hand yeah. and God knows what in the other, and they're all screaming and yelling, is anybody here? And it's all yeah. about spirits. Yeah. But in, in fact, it isn't. It isn't all about spirits. Interesting. And, and how do you know that? How do I? I can tell, I can tell you why. Because... Because once you get past the assumptions, then the true nature of it starts to come out. For I'll give you a perfect example. How many times will um, okay? I have a home. I have a home here in the area that that has had activity, and people will say to me, "Well, how old is the house?" First question out of their mouth. Brand mm-hmm. new construction, a year old. Brand new construction. Okay, they say, "Well, then it's got to be the land." No, yep. it doesn't have to be the land. It doesn't have to be anything. Because don't you notice that sometimes things seem to be a little transient? They blow in, they blow out. You know, the EVPs that will get in one, you know, you'll get, you'll get things that have a certain sound or tone to them or profile on the, on, on the graphs, and then they tend to go away, and then you'll get almost an entirely new inhabitant will come along. And, and, and the reason I mention that is because they're... Um, the whole belief that, that it has to be, that history has to have anything to do with a haunt is a bunch of poppycock. Because it's nice to say that, and it makes for a fun story, but there, you know, there are historical links to haunts. Yeah, you know, mm-hmm. Mary Queen of Scots is walking around. Yeah, there she is. All right, great. But, but, not yeah. everyone. And in fact, yeah. you know, that's what I'm saying. It, it, it doesn't seem, you know, it, a ghost could show up in your garbage can, you know, where the hell did that come from? You know, so you don't know, you don't know, there's no history. You know, we, we, gonna... we actually have a question in the, in the chat room, and it's from uh, Kate, and she says, do you believe in anything? <laughs> <laughs> I'll, t- I'll tell you something, okay, and this is, this is really important to, to understand. Yeah. I am a very, I'm a very metaphysical person, and I've had experiences that are so unexplainable that, I, that they, they border on the things that a lot of other people do. Okay. But this is important to mention, okay? Paranormal investigating. In paranormal investigating, there's no room for belief. There's, you're not, you're not, you know, that, that would be like being a, that would be like being a, okay, a police officer and having heavy racial discriminatory values. Okay? You cannot allow for there to be belief when there is supposed to be objectivity. There has to be neutrality. You can have your own personal beliefs, mm-hmm. but they have to stay out of the investigative theater. Otherwise, the evidence is compromised by your interpretation filtered through your beliefs. 
Mm-hmm. And that's the problem. You can't allow personal beliefs to infect the investigative theater. And, and so, yeah, I have beliefs. I could take you on a place where I'd have all these feelings and thoughts and stuff touching me and running fingers through my hair and tugging on my shirt. Sure. But it's either. You can't quantify it. Well, okay. She, she asked the uh, next question. She says, do you believe in ghosts then? Oh, I've seen, uh, I'll tell you what. Ghost prose is about interacting with ghosts. I've had, I've had chairs thrown at me. I had a foot of drywall taken out of my head at night by a ceiling, by a floor fan that was thrown across the room. I've been pushed downstairs. I've been kicked. I've been punched. I've, had, I've seen so many apparitions, I can't count them. Yeah, I've seen it all, and I've, I, it's been, I've seen it all. So basically, and, uh, you're telling me you do believe, but you try to divorce yourself when you investigate. No, I believe, but I'm not telling you. See, when I start to tell you what it is, that's when I would go off right. All I can tell you is, yes, I've been kicked. By who? I can't tell you. Okay. Yes, I've seen well, it. By, but, but, but I, I see, I, okay, I've seen, I've seen too many photographically, almost, I've seen, um, I've seen residuals where they're almost like they're running through a film where I'll see somebody walking across a room and then that person will stop and return back to the first frame and walk across the room again. Right. Okay. That's a strictly residual. Okay. That's that residual. But, yeah, but right. like, so what I'm saying is, what I'm saying is, I'm just the fact. Okay. Let me in the door and I'll tell you what we find. I don't want it to be clouded with what you tell me. I don't want it to be clouded with what you believe or you want to think it is. Okay. It's just the fact. It's like the doctor tells you you've got cancer, whether you want to hear it or not. Okay, you don't go to the doctor to have sunshine blown up your ass. You go to the doctor to hear the <laughs> truth. Okay, to, you know, whether you like it, whether you like it or not, it's like I don't care what you think. You know, you need chemo, that kind of thing. Okay, that's what we are. We're we're pragmatic. I'll tell you the truth and look you right in the eye and tell you I don't know what the hell's going on, but I know something is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's but the you truth. you you're not prepared to brand it as the spirit of a dead person. I can't brand it as this. Well, no, no, no. Here's the thing. And, of course, we can talk about this for hours. Mm. There is paranormal phenomena that is very, very closely linked to or seems as sure enough as it does have something to do with a dead person. But not all it is. No, absolutely right. Yeah. I mean, I'm a great believer in it being a recording in the fabric of the building. You know, know, yeah, like... Yeah, like to give you an idea, you know, like if we went, if we go underwater looking for paranormal activity, well, you know, it's a big sea out there. It's like fishing. <laughs> you got to talk, you got to, you got to figure out where the fish are, right? So we'll yeah. go out there, you know, so where are you going to start? Well, you have to start somewhere. So let's say, well, let's just make a big assumption, even though I hate to do that. Let's assume it has something to do with loss of life and let's go check out a boat where 500 people died. Yes. It's a good, it's a good place to start. Yes. If, you know, it, I mean, we go, I've, I've had screaming divers voices scream in my ear at 150 feet deep in a cavern where there's nobody else. I mean, all yeah. Right. All right, Lee, we're going to have to actually ask you to hold on for a bit because uh, it's time to take a break. Uh, you know, it, it's really fascinating. Uh, uh, you know, I think you confuse some people about your beliefs, but I understand totally where you're coming from as far as, uh, you know, kind of like almost uh, not jumping assumptions and so forth and just dealing with facts. But anyways, you are listening to Ghost Chronicles International on Toji Net, uh, Pararex and beyond. I am Ron Kolick. 
My co-host is Richard Felix, and we'll be right back after that. I can't wait for part two. Don't go away, guys. Welcome to Tokinet, radio with a cutting edge. They're creepy and they're kooky, mysterious and spooky. They all talk ugly kooky, the Parax family. The shows are paranormal, not stuffy but informal. The topics are abnormal, the Parax family. They're strange. Deranged. Unrestrained. So grab your favorite brew. It's time to rendezvous as we give awards to the Parax family. Being frugal doesn't mean being cheap, and the Frugalitarian is here to show you how. Jody Olson is the Frugalitarian on Togedown, 3 p.m. Central, Wednesdays. This is the art of great living. It's just a matter of time before people start asking you to tell them your secrets to better style, bargains on food, home decor, and clothing. Your wants don't have to change, just how you acquire what you want. On the Frugalitarian, it's an uncommon mix of style, fashion savvy, and earth friendly, showing you great taste, great style, and great ideas for finding everything you want for nearly nothing. I'm speaking from experience. I live on a beautiful farm where I take care of sheep and do a few light farm chores for extremely low rent. For more clever ideas on how to waste not and totally want not, go to thefrugalitarian.com. Join us every week for more information on how you can live better for less with Jody Olson. It's The Frugalitarian, Wednesdays at 3 p.m. Central on toginet.com. We are back. You are listening to Ghost Chronicles International with Richard Felix and Ron Kolick. Our very special guest is Lee from Ghost Pros. Well, you have a bunch of websites, so I'm not sure exactly which one you want to push. Well, we have, I mean, we're our, our, our corporate site is the Ghost Pros site, but there are our sister sites, the Paranormal Divers site. And as far as pushing, you know, they're both, they're both inter, interactional. They're both interrelated. You know, they're, they're both two, two branches of our, our company that are, are 50-50. Uh, in scope, so um, you know either or is fine. Actually, so would you, would you say that you were a professional ghost hunter? Yes. Oh, that's cool. Wow, that's good. Now, yeah, I do. I do this for a living. How Fantastic. did you get? You know, I mean, how did you get involved in it to start with? I mean, that's a question. Always okay, I've done. You know, okay, well, well, okay. Um, I've been thirty or so years ago. I started something called Paranormal Safaris in Southern California. We would, um, you know, just just standard interest in the paranormal back in the days where you had a beer in one hand and a flashlight in the other, okay, that kind of thing. Okay, and so we went around basically to every place that everyone on TV right now is is investigating for the first time, and we investigated them <laughs> 30 years ago. I did the Avalon Ballroom in Catalina in the 70s. I did the Queen Mary in the 70s. I did, I you know, the Wharton House, the Whaley House, the Glen Tavern Inn. We would take. ATC, this is, this is before the advent of four-wheel ATVs, we would take ATC trips into the desert to the old forgotten ghost towns of the Comstock Lode, um, the Mother Lode up in the Sierra Nevada. We scoured every inch of 
everywhere from 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 the you know China salt flats to um, the, you know any part of the desert, uh, Nevada, Arizona, Colorado. So we started there. I you know branched out nationally, moved to Florida to get away from the cold because Southern Cal is nearly as warm as you think. Mm-hmm. And um, we started to go, you know, international. We've been, I've been to the, you know, temples in in Mongolia, China, Japan, um, all throughout Mexico. Um, just, just you, know, you name it. I've, I've I've been there. So, yeah, that's how I got to where I am. Uh, I've seen it all. I felt it all. And and like I say, I stay neutral because I I'm I, I have to embrace everyone who approaches me. I can't I can't favor one person or the other. I'm somewhat of a politician. You know, I have to I have to agree with everyone and doubt everyone at the same time to be objective. Well, you know, let me ask you this. If I assume that you've documented all those places you've gone to and everything, correct? Yeah. Uh, is there, I mean, are, are your results uh, available to other people? Uh, I mean... Well, well here's, the first, here's the first interesting thing, okay? We stopped cataloging results long ago. You know why? Because there are no re- there are no results. Wow! No one. But there anywhere. is evidence. Okay, let me tell, let me know. There, there's you know what I got I got to tell you, Ron. There is some evidence, but unfortunately, nowadays with digitization and the skeptics to the point where they don't believe anything you have, no matter how concrete it is. Right. Mm. It doesn't make any difference. There's you you have a jar full of air. It's ethereal. All you have after all of these years we've been doing this is what people had hundreds of years ago. And you know what that is, guys? It's the ghost oh. story. Mm. It's the ghost story. It's mm. belief. Okay, you talk, people talk about what I believe in. I believe in what I've experienced, and that's what keeps my passion burning. And those, who are, those in my company have the same feelings. But, you know, it's like love or trust or any of those things. You have to have faith in it. There's no, there's no way to quantify any of these things. You know, EMS, a bunch of, you know, there's EMS everywhere. It comes off your clothing, okay? It's like, please, dust orbs, moisture orbs. If you look on a thousand ghost sites across the nation, it's picture after picture after picture after picture of dust orbs, and they're not ghosts. And you know what? They're not. They're not effing ghosts. <laughs> okay. Well done. Let me tell you. Let me tell you. I'll, I'll give you an example. We shoot dust orbs underwater. Well, uh, Lee, let me ask you this: being devil's advocate, as I always love to be, is that just because you shoot something one time and it is a dust orb, if you're not there when it happens, how do you know it's not a paranormal uh, activity? It's like, for instance, the ghost hunts. The ghost hunters debunk everything. They go around, if they reproduce it, therefore it's not paranormal. But they weren't there originally when it occurred, so they don't really know if it was paranormal or not at the time. Yeah, maybe they can reproduce it, but was it really paranormal the first time? Well, here's, that, here's, was that dust orb really a dust orb, or was it something else that we don't know about? Well, here's, here's the thing, guys. We do seminars and workshops on making orbs. I can recreate and Oh, make, I understand and he, that totally. You know, yeah, but, but, but no, no, no. So, so like I said before, you know, instead of getting you know, off track of the orb thing, the reason people believe orbs are ghosts, we have to go back to the root of why the first person 15 years ago or so said an orb is a ghost. The reason for that is because people, including myself, have actually seen three floating orbs flying around the air. 
I've seen mm-hmm. colored orbs. Right. I've seen, with other people standing right next to me, two or three people have seen floating balls of blue, floating balls of pink, etc. Yes. We saw a crystalline ball. It looked like an orb. It looked like a dust orb. But a dust orb isn't, you're not photographing one of them. For example, perfect example, orbs in graveyards. Okay. The stones heat up during the day like hot rocks and they retain heat. When the sun goes down, then you've got a dew point switch. And then all of a sudden, all of that condensation starts to rise up out of the grass. It gets sucked up into the thermals of heat coming from the gravestones going up into the air. They're almost wispy thermals that rise above every stone. It sucks the moisture up into the air until it condenses to the point of what's called a dew point. And then it, cons- it, con- it consolidates into a large enough ball that you can photograph it and make it flash. And even, of course, if you stand on the side and watch somebody flash, you can see it light up. Then it gets so heavy that it forms a mist, and almost like a hanging cloud, and then it becomes so heavy that it, it becomes a dew. It actually drops again. Now, how many people take pictures above gravestones and show one orb above it and think it's that guy's ghost? When mm-hmm. that, when what I just explained to you is what it is, I could replicate it with a hot rock right in front of you. But they, but it's it's so it's almost to the point where you don't even you shouldn't even waste your breath anymore on all of this because people are. You know, it's like it's yeah. like trying to explain away anything. It's like almost religious zeal that the belief in orbs. So so like I said, evidence we don't exist. Our corporation doesn't exist to disseminate evidence or share it throughout the world. For example, for example, Walmart doesn't exist to share its profit earnings with the world. Walmart exists to make money. Okay, we exist to do two things. To further our own interest in our exploration and earn money to pay for all of this. Absolutely. Yeah. That's yeah. why we're, we're a business. We're in it to make money because if you don't make money, you don't get on the plane to fly to France. That's right. Okay, that's, that's right. what we you know we're we're all business. You know, every every month we spend many many thousands of dollars on our undersea exploration, and many. I mean, sometimes I can't even tell you how much. And mm. if that money's not coming in, we don't go out, and nobody learns about anything. So right. it's a you know it's a business to run. We're not about showing people our photos. Okay. You know, you wouldn't go to the U.S. Navy and, and ask to look no, at the. That's, uh, that, that's fine. I mean the. You know, I just was wondering what your mission statement was, and that pretty much sums it up. Uh, I know we're running out of time on this thing, so oh, I know we can't. I really do want to talk about underwater paranormal activity. So, guys, you wouldn't believe how interesting it is. Yeah. So, let, can we get into that a little bit right now? Yeah, let's jump in. Okay, um, let me let me paraphrase it up for you guys. Um, we started this a few years ago. We are the world's only and largest team of underwater explorers anywhere. We have um, it's a it's a very paramilitary operation. We have um, specialized teams of divers who are specially trained, everything from mixed gas divers to insertion cave divers, wreck divers, etc. And what we do is we we perform expeditions. We don't we don't call them investigations because you can't investigate something ethereal. We perform expeditions to try to determine whether or not there's paranormal phenomena beneath the sea. We also do it on surf and turf. Okay, we try to correlate the surface story with the undersea. There could be a piece, there could be a, a, a house on the land where they see somebody walking around that ground in the lake. 
Um, we do forensic searches. For instance, if, like recently somebody said to us that there was some mafia activity and people were sent in the lake, with, we put in the lake with cement shoes and they drowned, and therefore all of these rumors for 100 years is about them walking the lake. So we put 17 divers, two boats, and about 40 support people on land, including a catering truck, and we were there for two days, and we did an inch-by-inch forensic search of that whole bottom of the lake down to five feet below the below the silt to find those bodies. That's what we do. You know, we stamp out the BS. Cement Gosh, and did you will, find them? What we did find is that there are no cement chute bodies in the lake, but we did find something else. We found out that the sister story, which says that there was a second mansion on the property that burnt down and caused the ghost of the woman in white, it's yeah. the property assessor claims that that mansion never existed. We found it burnt on the bottom of the lake. Oh, oh my goodness. Okay, that's the kind of stuff we do. No BS. This story is yeah, yeah, yeah. This story is real. Gee, what do you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, Lee, to... you said something earlier about uh, history and the paranormal. Now you just brought up a case where isn't that uh, history uh, if, evidentiary? If, it, if it's applicable, remember, this is an unknown. You can't assume. If applicable. Right. Like, remember, I said there's subsets. There's paranormal that may or may not have to do with history. All I know, all I'm telling you is the mansion was on the bottom. The mansion that's purported to have something to do with the woman. She could have died stubbing her toe for all I know. I found the mansion. Okay, that's all I'm telling you. I found, you know, my piece of evidence is is is, is burnt metal and wood pieces people are holding up for, we've got those all cataloged. Mm -hmm. That's our evidence. Real, concrete, no BS, this is real evidence. Um, So, listen to me, what about the Titanic? Okay, Titanic's too deep. The Titanic's too deep, but I'll tell you this, okay? We're diving the Oriskany. We just, we just dove a ship. Um, there's a couple of ships that were sunk as artificial reefs in Florida. Um, it's not the, the mode of sinking, but it's the tragedy on board. The Oriskany. Yes. 77 guys died in a ready ammo fire. A Zuni rocket went off, and it, it, it immolated 77 men when some 500-pound bombs went off. It's the ship John McCain was on. They've been seeing ghosts on that boat for years. What, we've sorry, seen, they've been seeing ghosts on the boat under the water. No, above the water. But now, oh, that right. it's below, now that it's below the water, they're seeing them again. Wow. And, oh, but good you Lord. See, yeah, but the thing is this. We've got the tech to go down there. We've got incredible sonars, rovers, different things that we use. We've been, we've been, we, actually, we actually manufacture the gear to detect the phenomena. Um, we first had to, we had to catalog the sea bottom to find out what this phenomena is. You know, we went down to a whole new world. Nobody but the U.S. military and the NOAA has ever even seen the ocean floor like we have. But they, right. you know, we, we needed to know what fish sounds are, crab sounds, shrimp sounds, every kind of a sound. We needed to map the whole sea bottom day and night to find out what's natural or anomalous. Yes. We, you know, we, we just went to the Sunshine Skyway Bridge off the port of Tampa where 35 people died when, when the bridge collapsed years back. Put a huge yeah. team in the water at midnight. We went full dark in the bottom of the channel, surrounded by bull sharks, looking out into the blackness of the bay, and we were witnessing light, light form phenomena that were coming up on the rocks of the rubble where the people were crushed to death. It's now, fascinating. Now, do you, I'm, sure you, I'm sure you're aware of fluorescent... Uh, uh, Underwater uh, creatures, correct? Oh, I can tell you, we've cataloged every bioluminescent diatom in the world. There you go. In fact, in fact, 
Now, you, you know, yeah, I'm, I'm like Mr. Oceanography. No, it's these were not these were rods. I mean, we had we've seen every cuttlefish and, and lit up manta ray in the world, mm. and if, you know, I mean, we we know what they all look like. This was a rod of light, a cylindrical yeah. rod. It was the most bizarre looking anomaly. Now, remember, okay, I'm not telling you what it was. I'm just telling you I saw it. Yeah, okay? exactly. But this is what we do, okay? Yeah, no BS. Yeah. We go to yeah. where, you know, like I always say, it's like what we do gets people killed. Okay? Yes. What I mean by that is we have to replicate what people did dying. Like, for example, our cave team. We go into aquifers, underground caves, where we have to squeeze through and push our tanks through first. We go into these caves where divers died doing special insertion dives to find out if we can get them to reach out to us in the chance that they, you know, that, that there is an afterlife. Um, we do, we have to replicate what killed people. Yeah. So our, our specialty divers go down to incredible depths and all of these things to where people didn't make it back. And then we have to deploy gear. It's really specialized. Yeah. It, it's faci- a fascinating world. Yeah. And have you ever had them reach out to you? I have. I had, yes, I did. I was in a cave in a Florida system where um, a gentleman died uh, in an out-of-air scenario for which we'll never understand because he's since died. And mm-hmm. what happened was we were in the cave. This is just one of many examples. Yeah, yeah. You know, when we go, what we do is we go down in teams. Of course, when you go down in the cave, the first team runs a rope. You have, to, yeah. you, know, you have to have a, line, a guideline. Then we go down. You know, we have separate lines each person has, but you have one main guideline you go down. Yeah. Single file down the cave a long, long cavern, one person at a time. I like to bring up the rear. I'm like on B team. I like to bring up the rear because I like to do a little residual photo documentation of the team. Just, just, you know, like if there's any pictures that are missed, we go down to the death site. We loiter for the, 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 the expected period of time. We actually remove the sonar gear that's set there. And I've got the last Sonoku with me locked across my BC. Okay. So now we're down there. It's active and it's working. We're down there. Team A goes up. Team B goes up. I'm I'm hanging over the abyss at the turnaround point. If I go ten feet deeper, I'll 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 go toxic because of my oxygen load, my nitrox load. So I'm I'm holding on the line in this spot. I'm waiting, and while I'm waiting, someone starts screaming at me from beneath. Okay, so then I'm like, oh my god, who is this? I swing down. I swing my light. There's nobody. So now I've got a choice. I have to follow diver A above me because if he gets out of sight, I'm, I have no link to the surface. You know, right. I'm in pitch blackness in, in this vertigo thing. I have to follow the diver ahead of me because I'm following lights ahead. Yes. I've got maybe 15 seconds till he kicks out of sight and I could possibly get lost in this cavern. Of course I won't, but that's the safety point. I'm looking yep. down. I start strobing shots. I caught a picture of a face mask of a diver in open water below me in the abyss. There's no one down there. We've been down there. There's nobody down there. I caught a partial face mask looking up at me. I caught screaming on tape. It was amazing. The tape, you know, of course, the active son of boy I was holding. Um, amazing. Just amazing. And um, that I experienced. So, yeah, there is paranormal activity beneath the sea, or at least there's activity that screams. Yes. Yes. So, yes, now, yes. Two yeah. things. Number one, uh, back to the Titanic. You, you said it's too deep. I mean, you, what you're saying is it's too deep for you to go down and investigate. Well, you see, we have two. Yeah, we have two modes of investigation. 
you know, you, you have to go, you know, we, we, we do manual deployment where we go down with teams and, you know, we, we go, of course, you have what they call sport diver limits. We exceed that, you know, because as professional divers, we exceed that by, by quite yep. a large amount. But you can only, the, 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 the Titanic is down thousands of feet, thousands and thousands of feet. You know, you can't, we have, you know, we've got a, a rover which can go down about 300 but yeah. you don't, you know, there's a point where you start dealing with currents and different things where the, the yeah, spool cable yeah. becomes, you know, you have to have a spool cable that's half as big as a house. And so, <laughs> you know, you start getting these logistical. But, but um, have, yeah, you, we've got, have you ever spoken to anybody that's been down to the Titanic or that, that have actually witnessed anything? Well, no one's, of course, no one except, you know, deep divers like James Cameron that he yeah. with his crew have been, have been down there. Although it's and I wonder if they've, if they've ever said anything or, or mentioned anything. Well, see, here's, here's the, the thing that we've noticed, okay? When we go down into wrecks, as, as the team we are, we do things that nobody else has ever done. Okay, and this is, and I have to mention this. When, when Cameron and all these guys go down to the bottom, their 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 job, and I gotta say it, because I, I know a lot of these guys. It's world class. Okay, yeah, they're yeah. taking they they are photo or and or video documentarians. They light yes. it up like daylight, and they capture video images. Yes, we don't care what the boat looks like. We go in absolute pitch black into these ships. Yeah. We go several floors deep into a wrecked ship's hull in absolute pitch blackness. No, sure, we use lights for navigation. And we, so we're looking in the dark for light formations that might light up in the dark. But remember, like in a haunted house, you don't just walk in and have ghosts jump out at you. Sometimes you've got to spend a while and you've got to go quiet. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's the same thing. Cameron yeah, yeah. and those guys, they're buzzing around with a lit-up DPV. Yeah. Yeah, they're lighting course. it up. And, and another thing, too, and I, and I know I'm probably interrupting, but I know we have a time limit. The thing is this. Undersea paranormal activity is such a faint trace amount of light that if you light it up with a DPV, it's gone. Really? It's gone. You've got to be dark and so, quiet. And so, so they don't get, you're not, you're not seeing apparitions as such under the water. You don't see that. You don't see like, no, and of course I'm not, I'm not meaning to kid around. No, it's not like you don't, you don't see like, you know, Barnacle Bill on a seahorse or something, you know, it isn't, no, it isn't like that. And of course I know you got, you aren't inferring that, but I think it's kind of funny because people yeah. expect that. No, however, yeah, of course they do. Of course they do. Of course however, they do. however, Richard, however, people do see persons floating in the water in places where people drown. Like really? the Sunshine Skyway where we saw the light bars. Yeah, yeah. People will see people in, in clothing, swimming in the water, yelling to them, and then they look down and they're gone. Mm. So I must very quickly try and get onto this subject with an, and, and test it, ask, ask your opinion on this, because you see, I'm a huge believer in, in a lot of what we see and hear and call a ghost is, is a recording. Uh, in the fabric of the building, which as you all, you, you obviously know, is, is the stone tape theory, where, where sandstone, limestone, uh, granite and all of that sort of stuff hold a recording of a tragic and traumatic event. One of the reasons being because of the amount of silica that is in the, in the, um, the stone. Absolutely, uh, granite, yeah. that sort of, right, which is right. silicon, hold, right. you know, the silicon chips hold a memory. But I don't, I presume you know this, that water also holds quite an amount of silica. Yes, and in addition to, in addition, let me whet your appetite with this. Come on. Okay, a ship, okay, a ship 
is is comprised of of, of the similar metals, zinc, <laughs> zinc, it's, copper, etc. You've got yeah. galvanic. You have so much galvanic corrosion on a ship. The corrosion that's always there. But you know, you know, when they build yes. a ship, they put you know they put sacrificial zincs on the prop on the rudder, etc. So the ship doesn't eat itself alive. Yeah. yeah. Well, once once those zincs dissipate, the ship starts to eat itself alive. The ship yes. becomes a capacitor. It becomes yeah. a capacitor. In fact, if you put your teeth on a magnetic. ship, yeah. your, your teeth will, you, you'll get a shock. If you put your teeth on, a, on it, you probably think we're crazy, but you, know, you have to no, come on, this is great. If you, put, if you put your teeth on a rusting ship's hull, and I've been on the biggest of the baddest wrecks you wouldn't believe, deep, deep down, so they're glowing with electricity. And because of oh. that, they are just filled with... It's, if you put, you know, there's a... a you know, there's a potential. There's a, there's a potential gradient working there, and you can. It's 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 discernible. You know, if you, if you put like a like a, you know, an ohmmeter on it or something, you can actually see a draw. The ship wow. is a conductor, and the salt water is the salinity of the battery cell. Yes, 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 yes. Okay, so so you have the silica, you have the battery cell, you have the capacitor storing the energy, magnetism. Oh my gosh, yes. However, you actually have negation of magnetism. In fact. And this is interesting. There's so much electricity pulsing through these ship hulls that our super high-powered magnets will not adhere to the hull. Good okay. grief. Because, because now it's not because of barnacles or any of that crap, because no, we've, no. we've scraped it all down. No. We have trouble getting... There's a reverse polarity. There's all sorts of things down there. So, yeah, you're completely right. You've got these oh, cells. Isn't it neat? And, and it's, it's please, I, I, I beg of you guys, go to our site, paranormaldivers.com. That's what we do. Have you written a book? That's half done. You have? My, bu- my book's half done. Yeah, that's, that also, was my question. Get on with so, it. Get with on with it. Yeah, exactly. Book's with all your done. experiences, yeah. it would be absolutely, I mean, I would definitely get one because I'm, a, I'm totally enthralled by uh, a lot of your theories and so forth. So, uh, yeah. Uh, we do have a question from the chat room. and uh, Please, I, I love that. Please. Uh, at all, yeah, absolutely. Please. Mediums and psychics. Uh, you kind of like poo-pooed them a little earlier. Do you use them at all? or, or do they well, have remember, a- remember, 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 I'm not, I'm not poo-pooing them. I'm just not mixing it together. Okay, I do a lot of, we do a lot of work with law enforcement. I do, I, we do forensic pulls, we do searches underwater, we use a lot of people that are sensitive, including myself. Okay. I have sensitivity, okay, I, I, you know, am I a psychic? Probably as much as some people, but that's always a personal issue, okay? But here's the thing, it's one thing at a time, you know, for example, you know, the painter and the electrician and the tile guy aren't working in the kitchen at the same time. Okay, mm. you can't do that because it comes out a complete cluster of crap. You start spilling paint on the tile and you zap the crap out of the electrician with the water. You can't do that. It's got to be one at a time. As soon as you start make, turning an paranormal investigation into a spirit hunt, it's two things combined. It's like having a, you know what I mean? It's, it's like, you know, you don't mix your components. You got to keep it pure. And so there's, there, we go on a lot of spiritual-only interaction, where I will take people who are sensitive and say, you know what, forget about the science. Let those guys go get a pizza. Okay? Yes. We're going to go, and those of us who have sensitivity are just going to do a walkthrough, and we're going to look, listen, and feel, and come back with whatever we experience. Oh, yes, cool. but, but you can't have 
15 people walking around trying to get psychic impressions while people are trying to figure out if there's there is is there is phenomena because because perceived impressions and quantifiable data are not the same. You can't bring back like I'll go on a ghost hunt with people like a, like a group will call us because we use these we have these research vans that are like the ones you see on Ghost Lab. We've had that crap for years. It's like it kind of kind of cracks me up that they, they they do that. But at any rate, we go out in these research vans. You can see them on our website. They're you know TVs like CIA vans. Right. We go out in these things, and people will will use it. We use them as we, we we're we're called in as like like professional consultants, so to speak. You know, we always end up running the whole damn investigation because nobody's ever got any money or equipment. But we'll run there, you know, so we're doing the investigation, and while we're wiring it up with stuff, people are running around, ooh, I sense the spirit of a child, ooh, I sense a woman in a, you know, in a robe, ooh, her name's Mary, you know, that? They're all, or Alice, they're always named Alice, okay? There's a little girl named Alice, and she's afraid, and she's with a dark figure, and it's a man in black, and, and they started with this BS. And I'm saying, it's almost like I want to take out that bat again and start whacking these people and go, shut the <laughs> F up. Okay, shut the F up. This is not a witch hunt. It's an investigation for the purpose of collecting data. Okay? Lee, Lee I'm going to have to take off the bat now because we've run out of time. Well, I tell you what, guys, well, you know, as you can tell, I'm really short-winded, so, you know, that's about all I got to say. But, <laughs> no, I was, no I was come actually, back again. Talk to us some more. Yeah, we'd love to have you on again. You had some great theories and stuff, and uh, you're, you're certainly interesting to talk with. Um, we want to thank you so much. If you want to give your website out one more time, please. Okay, it's um, www.paranormaldivers.com or ghostpros.com. Log on, check it out. We're, uh, we've got a lot of great documentaries coming out on video that, that, that will be disseminated out. Oh, excellent, like. excellent. And guys, well, yeah, hey, uh, um, after the show, you guys give me a call. We'll chat um, to the listeners. Um, I, I love you all, you guys, and I respect everyone's beliefs. I, like I said, it's just got to be just the facts because everyone has to be given an e- equal shake. That's the fairest way to go. So um, well, good luck to everybody. Yep, thank you very much. Have a good well night. done. Lovely talking to you. Yep. Bye Take now. care, guys. I'll, I'll speak to you both soon. Take care. Bye. Yeah, Bye. cheers. Okay. Bye-bye. Okay, cheers. Bye-bye. Well, that was kind of interesting. Hey. Hey, Ronald. He's see, he's talking from he's talking he's talking my language. <laughs> Sounds well, great to me. Know, I need to know got, more. He's got a lot of cool stuff. I, I will give yeah. him credit for that. Um, but I, don't I enjoyed know. it. I, I enjoyed I def- it. I definitely I enjoyed, enjoyed it. it. I, I loved it. Enjoyed and it. I need to talk to I, him some more. I, I just got to get a more better feel for him. I'm not sure exactly. I don't know. No, he's firmly sitting on the fence, which I love, you know, looking at, oh, I don't know. I, at I both think, sides I think, of it. I love it. You know it. what? I think it's, it's opposite. He's, he's already over the fence, but not the paranormal side. Yeah. <laughs> no, you ever. Fantastic. I really enjoyed that. That was a really good, so, good, anyway, good evening. Well, we'll have him back on again. It's time to wrap it up. And, I would uh, love to. So, uh, anything you want to add before we hit the road? Anything I want to add? Uh, no, I don't think so. Uh, um, I tell you what, a, a, a nice idea. I don't know whether you, what you think about this and what the listeners would think about this. But, um, very quickly, do a, a Christmas ghost stories just before Christmas. Good we'll idea. talk some more about it. All right. So it's time Talk to wrap you guys. It up say good night. God bless to everyone. See you soon. Bye bye. 
from goalies to ghosties, long-leggedy beasties, and things that go bump in the night. Deliver us, good Lord.